everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Bro. It's a very special episode of What's Up With That Bro today. It's the podcast where you're watching uh, the TV show Lost in reverse order from the last episode to the first episode. Or as we like to say here, we have to go backwards uh, with our host, Chad Wago, who's never seen Lost before. And he hasn't seen uh, this episode before either because he's not here today. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Chad's not here. He's actually, he's very, very missed. I uh, wish you could have him in the studio, but unfortunately, it's just, yeah, well, not unfortunately, but you just got the two of us today. And um, we're actually doing, like David said, a special episode of Loss, and it's uh, Loss Fan Fiction. Yeah, by, by the fans for the fans. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know who... Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of stories, so we're going we're gonna to get all into it, so it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, so um, Chad did us a favor, and he found a whole uh, treasure trove of lost fan fiction on archiveofourown.org. Treasure, treasure trove is a very strong word. Yeah, it's a strong fan fiction. <laughs> but they, ha- they have uh, 1,738 fan fictions about lost. 738? Yeah. Damn, okay. Like, so people just really love... Oh, I guess what we're learning is people really love writing fan fiction. Yeah. And in this, I guess, I guess in this case, it's for the show that we're covering, which is Lost. I can't wait to, like, we find other fan fiction for other shows <laughs> <laughs> that we end up doing on the pod later yeah. in the future. There's over 5,000 for Deadpool. Say what? Yeah. People love Deadpool. Huh. Or all Disney, 22,590. Wow. Which makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of Disney to break yeah. down. Um, but does Disney have like people going on crazy crossroad trips? You yeah. know, I'm kind of tipping our hand here, but like that's, that's a, just one of the stories. Yeah, it's a very special special one we're gonna get to. Yeah, yeah. Well, like we mentioned, we usually have Chad here in the studio. He's actually our third our third person, a very important component to the to the podcast. This week we're actually changing gears and we're doing the fanfic, so we're talking a little bit more about lost but from what the fans wrote or what what stories that they could put down so this is basically the fan base putting or, or putting their writing skills against the the likes of titans like uh, carlton <laughs> Cuse and damon lindelof and jj abrams yeah. apparently and they're, they're all good writers but i don't think they've ever written anything that i will jerk it to <laughs> yeah yeah i mean Damon, Damon, we see you with your uh, with your Watchmen reboot and your your leftovers and and your uh, and your Prometheus. But can you get us all a boner? Yeah. I, I don't know. None of your stuff <laughs> gives us any boners. Yeah. I think that's my main complaint with the Damon Lindelof. Less yeah. more boners, less uh, less uh, less super <laughs> entrenched, you know, mystery. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a great writer, but he's no. Sammy's Dove underscore Crowley's Kitten. <laughs> we wrote the lunch date we'll get to later. Fantastic. All right. Before we even jump in, I, I've never, I'll be honest, <laughs> I've never read any fanfic for um for Lost. Have, no. have you previous to this? No, not at all. I've never really read fanfic except I tried getting into Buffy fanfic Yeah. at one point. Like I read the first couple paragraphs of one. I was like, oh, this is a thing I'm going to do. And it was just kind of boring, so I didn't. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's got to be, like, some kind of, like, you, I guess there has to be some kind of, um, I don't know what the word is, something to, to some kind of hook or whatever. I guess maybe the stories are lacking that. Or maybe it's just, I don't know, for me, I would think I would, I would appreciate it as fanfic, but I would also know that it's kind of counterfeit. I don't know if we can even say that. It <laughs> might not even be counterfeit. It's yeah. just, 
Maybe it does exist in somebody's... Well, it exists in somebody's mind, and they were able to put it on paper or uh, type it out or whatever. Yeah, so. and, and it exists on the uh, the internet for... Uh, oh, wow, I was going to say for years and years, but the first one we're going to read was written, or published at least, in December of last year. So it's Holy only two crap. months old. Okay, so this is somebody that binged super hard <laughs> on Netflix or Hulu now, and then like now they're just all like, I don't, I don't want the story to end. I have to, yeah. I have to make more story. <laughs> I hope it's a listener who's just been listening to our, I hope our so. show and has been inspired. Please, if we've, if we've, if if we're if we're reading any of your work, I and mean, we'll name some of our our writers. Yeah, everyone, right? everyone gets credit. Yeah, so like if you if you are one of these, please. Um, send us send us a message to the show. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe we'd do like a follow up episode, yeah. or something, or or something along those lines, where we can you know touch base with some of these some of these writers. As long as you know they're not they're not like uh, I don't know like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where to go from here because like this is this is so this is so like different in terms of like uh, fiction. Like these are established characters over like that somebody just went like I got it. I know what Jack Sawyer Kate are like. We'll just throw them in a hodgepodge yeah. stew and make a thing <laughs> yeah if you uh if you did write any of these let us know please and if you're you're bummed out because we didn't read yours just send us yours and we'll read it on a future episode yeah yeah and yeah, we're all we're equal opportunity yeah. fanfic readers yeah and we don't we don't judge we're gonna read all kinds of stuff oh man we're gonna read so much stuff like we <laughs> you prepped me up a little bit before we came and um, thank you so much and thanks to chad for pulling these stories like you mentioned earlier so we're gonna we're going to get into it. And some of these stories are f- outrageous. Yeah. So, um, or, you know, not even outrageous. No, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to stand by it. It's outrageous. It's going to be fun <laughs> and outrageous. Outrageous can still be fun. Yeah. So our first uh, fan fiction we're going to read today is entitled You, Me, He, and the Baby Makes Four by Crazy Kookie with uh, two Ks. Great. So, yeah. wait, so are you going to read our summary <laughs> and then the story? Is that how we're doing this? Uh, I'm going to read this, some uh, some information about. It. We'll read the title. We'll read the the, the 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 author, and we'll also read the the characters so that we know who's going to be playing who in this. Okay. And I'll read the uh, the main story parts too. Okay. So. I, I think you mentioned that before we started recording, but I was just so caught up in these fucking stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh. So you, me, he, and the baby makes war. Yeah. So you're going to play Hugo Reyes. Okay. I'm going to play Sawyer, and then you're going to have Kate, and I'm going to have Sun, and you'll have Jin, and I'll have Jack, and then you'll have Juliet, and I'll have Saeed. Okay. So, so far, if I'm counting correct, I got Hugo, Kate, Jin, and Juliet. Yes. Okay. And I'm playing Sawyer, Sun, Jack, and Saeed. Okay. And here we go. It's not like Hurley was jealous of the baby. The fact that it was Jack's didn't sting the way that it clearly did to Saeed. But most things about Sawyer upset Saeed. The two of them had never had a romance before, and Hurley guessed that that made Saeed both wistful and jealous. At least he hadn't caught Saeed crying like he had found Jack. Uh, I'm so happy I'm going to be a father, Jack yelled at Hurley when he had accidentally walked in on Jack crying in the med tent. Hurley had j- just said the appropriate, uh, and tried to politely back out. Jack had darted forward and grabbed Hurley by the shoulders. I never thought I would be a father. It's just my my father don't have what it takes. He had a distracted look in his eyes through the tears falling from them. Well, dude. Hurley said as Jack looked off into the distance. I'm just going to go. I'm happy for you. Jack happy looked, for you? Jack looked back at him. Do you really think I'll be good at this? He implored. Um, sure. 
And Jack smiled through his drying tears and Hurley darted out. Yeah, he had definitely not seen Saeed doing that. I'm cool with a baby, man. He told Sawyer that afternoon as they were fishing for the squid. I mean, I'm used to Claire's baby. I'm not upset about raising another guy's... And, yeah. And he grabbed his boyfriend's hand. (laughs) Sorry. Sawyer looked at him through his lank strands. Thanks, Curly, he said, using his adorable nickname for Hurley. I didn't think he would have freaked. The next day, Hurley attended Sawyer's one-month doctor's visit with him. Juliet smiled at the both of them as she pointed at the ultrasound that for some reason, and somehow she, Saeed, and the physicist guy had moved onto the beach and set up in the tent attached to a battery pack and a solar panel. It's a healthy baby, she said. Uh, thanks for helping us, Doc, Sawyer said in an unusual moment of honesty. He grabbed Hurley's hand with one of his own and then looked over to his other side and grabbed Jack's tear-soaked palm with his other. The three of us, he clarified. Jack burst into tears again. Kate, who was standing proudly at the door, nodded at Juliet and said to the room, The beach is perfect after all. Hurley had no idea what she could be talking about, considering that they had planned for Sawyer to give birth in the caves like three weeks ago. But Juliet met Kate's eyes, and Hurley decided to stop trying to figure it out. Well, thanks for uh, using your male (laughs) impregnation expertise. Hurley said for all of them. Of course. Juliet murmured at him. It worked with the rats... (laughs) <laughs> Wait, that uh, this, is, this is a terrible Juliet, but let's just keep going. It worked with rats, so I knew it must work with humans. Uh, and after all, only women have died so far. So your chances are completely unknown. And she beamed around at all of them. That's amazing news, Jack said, as he had clearly recovered himself. At that moment, Saeed burst into the tent. It's the physicist and the anthropologist, he bellowed. They've stolen the coconuts and are headed into the forest. Kate, you take a gun and stop them from whatever they're trying to at all costs, said Jack. Sun and Jin burst in, and Jin said, We need to stop them. Uh, dude, why? Hurley asked. I don't trust them, Saeed said. There's probably a bomb there and that, that they can only activate using coconut juice. I've worked with this type of explosive before. Jack turned to Jin. Jin, here's what you need to do. You follow them, and when you find them, you tell them that they have three options. Return to the beach, relinquish the coconuts, and move on their way, or die by your hands. Then collect a gallon full of water, retrieve the rest of our guns, and by no means allow them to leave a rock path to lead any friends back to our camp. Sure, Jin said. Don't die, Sun beseeched him. Hurley looked around. Guys, why would you give him complicated instructions in English? I've learned, Jin said with conviction. Hurley shook his head and looked back to his boyfriend, who had sat up to alert. Freckles, Doc, Blondie, Jawline, Green Thumb, and Husky, he said, surveying their comrades. Don't fuck up. We need to protect this baby. Don't worry, Sawyer. Kate told him. I think this is definitely the night that we're getting off this island. Curly, Sawyer said, looking at him. Thank you for accepting this baby as your own. Of course, dude. I'm not a weirdo. I was thinking of names. What about numbers? Ugh, no. Black Smoke Monster? No. Hurley shot down. Back pocket gun. No. What about boat? Jack asked. That's perfect, Sawyer said. You're right. Hurley beamed. Outside of the tent, a squirrely, hideous Ben Linus rolled out from under the bushes covered in sand and boar dung. He looked at the shadows of the tent. Uh, Perfect, he said. The island will be pleased. And he somersaulted away into the jungle, his new spine as spry as ever. And that's the end of our first story. Yeah. Uh, you, me, he, and the baby makes four. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. 
Um, now we have men <clears throat> having babies. This is yeah. like some junior shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I you know what? I'm kind of on board. <laughs> I was, I was a little shaky at first, but this, the, the end of the story, I get it. Yeah, it's a very sweet story. Yeah, they need a baby. Uh, you know what? It's funny is they, they, I mean, perfect in going along with with the storyline of Lost. This person really knows their shit. There's no babies, knows no women that give birth to babies that that survive, yeah. and has made sure to mention it, which is fun. I like that. Like it's a fun little. It's great. It's still contained within the world yeah. of Lost. It's, it's not like ridiculous. Yeah, it follows all the rules that have been established <laughs> on the show. Um, and they they found a loophole, as the smoke monster once said, you would find a loophole. Mm-hmm. And they they found a loophole by having Jack impregnate Sawyer, who was Hurley's boyfriend. <laughs> there's the three of them that are together in this, right? So yeah. there's what is it like a is like a boyfriend trio or a brigade yeah. of boyfriend? I don't, what would well, you call that? It seems like Hurley and Sawyer are in like a committed relationship, but Jack is the father. Huh. And it seems like because Juliet work some male impregnation uh baby magic i mean it must have been some kind of like a uh, artificial insemination yeah yeah this is yeah i think <laughs> the, the writer of this this person's version of juliet just spent like all of her professional life watching junior on on, like, on a loop <laughs> and just went like i could do that yeah yeah well uh, which is kind of fun this is a fun short piece of fiction <laughs> It's great. I mean, it's fun. I really do like where they went with it. And it wasn't like ridiculous, ridiculous, where yeah. it was just out in outer space, where like there's no <laughs> nothing grounding anything. It's just, all right, good job. Who is the writer for this? That's what I was, Crazy Kooky. Good job, Crazy Kooky. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for the fic, dude. Yeah, and way to keep writing Lady. lost fan fiction as, as recent as two months ago. Oh, jeez. Right, I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm I'm on I'm steps towards writing my own fanfic. Yeah, this makes me feel a little inspired. I mean, Crazy Cookie did a great job. I want to want to do a good job too. All right. Well, I guess that brings us to our our next. Well, is there anything else that we need to say about about this piece of fiction? Um, that's all we have to say, listeners. If you have anything you want to say about that, uh, please tweet at us at WhatBroPod. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up on uh, all of our media stuff, <laughs> specifically for this story. You, me, he, and the baby makes four by yeah. Kooky. Crazy? Kooky. Crazy Kooky. Crazy Kooky. Okay, there we go. I, I put it down. All right, our next story actually comes from us from uh, an author by the name of Orphan underscore account. And the title of the fiction is Worry, or Worry for What? So essentially, Saeed and Sawyer. If Sawyer was worried about Saeed staying uh, behind. Wait, let's see. I don't know, this is written kind of weird. <laughs> If Sawyer was worried about Saeed staying behind because Saeed needs someone who cares about him, Jin and Bernard both have their wives. Poor Saeed has no one. So that's uh. essentially the synopsis of this <laughs> fan fiction. This is really drawing attention to the loneliness and the, uh, yeah, the isolation of our character or yeah. the character we know of Saeed. Everything we know about Saeed so far in the show is that uh, he loved Nadia and she died. Yeah. And then he also loves Shannon, but we don't know anything about that. Yeah, yeah. Because she's dead, probably. <laughs> <laughs> she's gone. But it's, yeah, we do see him. We just, he just has those two short-lived loves. But so I guess I'm, I'm kind of wondering, where is this author going with this story in terms of sight and his loneliness? <laughs> but I guess we can find yeah, out. Yeah, we'll find out. Thanks so, to Orphan Accounts. Our characters that we have in this one is um, James Sawyer Ford, Saeed Jura, Bernard Nadler, Jin Suquan, and... Carl Martin. 
So I guess we can go back and forth. I'll take I'll take Sawyer's part this okay. time, and then we'll assign you Saeed. I'll take Saeed. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll take Bernard. And I'll take Jen. Okay. And then uh, I'll take Carl. All right. So is that everybody? It's everybody that's listed in the characters. Okay. I hope that's right. Yeah. If anybody else pops up, we'll just we'll flip it up. We'll yeah. Switch it up on figure the fly. it out. Yeah. Okay. So our t- story is entitled "Worry for What." <laughs> Rifle aloft. Saeed's gaze was trained on something in the distance, beyond the clear blue sea. There was no fear on his mind. No, he had lost his fear long ago. All that remained now was a sort of suicidal lack of care at all. He thought about whether they were really all dead, whether they had died the moment the plane had crashed. If they were dead, it wouldn't matter what happened today. It wouldn't matter that Jin had only been given a pistol, while Saeed and Bernard held rifles, Nothing that had happened since coming to the island would have happened. If that was the case, Saeed would be a man redeemed. But it wasn't the case. So he wasn't. Almost on instinct, he frowned. He was prone to frowning now. His brow was drawn so often, face pinched and made darker by the same sun that hung over Fiji during the day, (laughs) that he appeared 20 years older. Then again, he had always looked older. He recalled the time when he had had to protect his older brother. That was a long time ago, in Iraq. He tried not to think of his home country. His definition of Iraq always included Nadia in some shape or form. The rifle landed in the sand, and Saeed glanced around. The whole beach, except for him, Jin, and Bernard, were to go to a radio tower to try and triangulate a woman's sat phone so that the whole beach could get home. Saeed was leading to the mission to mislead and kill some others. People were still packing for the journey to the radio tower. Their tents, food, children, desperately. Oh, I read that weird. Okay. They knew they were running <laughs> out of time. Carl Martin had forewarned them that the others would arrive at nighttime, which barely gave the others uh, a head start, but would last long enough. He picked up his rifle and to inspect it and looked from it oh, and looked from it to the sea yet be, uh, yet again. Sighing, he tried to focus on the simple soft crash of waves against sand a distraction from the guilt he had felt inside for dragging the two married men along with them on a suicide mission. His only reassurance was that Jin and Bernard were both good shots, as well as good men, who would do anything to protect their wives. Then, a shout made him turn quickly around, but something about the familiarity in the voice enabled him to keep his rifle down. It was Sawyer, all unkempt, wavy blonde hair held back by some semblance of a half-do, dimples in his grisly cheeks, that hadn't been shaved in three months. Wide and startling blues, <laughs> a swaying gait that he so often demonstrated, all too cocky and laid back. So, we're all about to get ourselves rescued, he was saying, close enough now that he needn't have yelled. Saeed nodded, his eyes trained on the sea again. I hope so, he said hoarsely. Sawyer came closer still till he stood quite beside Saeed, looking out at the sea with arms crossed nonchalantly. You, Jin, and Bernard staying here? I thought that is the plan. Sawyer didn't look at Saeed. He didn't have to, for Saeed to understand what he was going to say next. (laughs) Shoot one of those bastards dead for me. He peered at the other man as if to make sure he had hurt. Saeed nodded, meeting Sawyer's gaze head on. I will try. And he meant it. His hatred for the others wasn't the only reason he wanted to have them killed. He also knew how much Sawyer hated them too. They had admittedly grown to respect each other 
as equals during their time on the island. In fact, Saeed would even venture to say that they were a bold sort of friends. I'll try my best. Good, said Saeed. Oh, said Sawyer, a finality in his voice. Wish I could stay here and shoot me some assholes up with you, Mr. Miyagi <laughs> and Dentist Brown, but I gotta... Is there something you want, Sawyer? Asked Saeed, cutting the other man off. He knew exactly why he wanted to get to the radio tower, and it was to save his own ass. But why then would he have come over to talk to Saeed? Sawyer's face remained impassive, but his voice wavered when he spoke, surprising Saeed. So, uh, there's a chance you boys could get hurt? Saeed shrugged half-heartedly. He wasn't going to deny the danger. It is very possible, he said slowly. Then, searching Sawyer's gaze, he felt the need to ask. Why? What? A guy can't ask about the safety of his guy friends? Are you worried, Sawyer? Sawyer shrugged, suddenly defensive. Hell, I don't know. Why would I be? Only thing I'm worried about is number one. So, then, why are you here? Pardon? Why are you here? Repeated Saeed, speaking... Uh, speaking to me as if we were friends, confiding in me your fears as if I'd want to hear them. He turned back to the sea. The waves were calmer now, not so much slapping as slapping. Sawyer lifted a hand to squeeze uselessly at the ponytail. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't got nobody else to talk to. You know, guns can only last a man so long before he runs out of bullets. Saeed found himself smiling a half-smile of endearment. We'll most likely be fine. I have stocked us well. We have enough ammo and supplies for a couple of hours, at least. Sawyer sighed. Fine, just promise me something else. And what is that? Keep yourself alive. Sawyer gaze... Wait, Sawyer's gaze was suddenly hard. <laughs> Why should I do that? Asked Saeed, teasing now. Sawyer's hand was on Saeed's shoulder then, and he pulsed, <laughs> and his pulse sped up inevitably. Still, he wasn't expecting to feel the lips on his own. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Still wasn't expecting to feel... Expecting the feel of lips on his own, soft and hard, cool and warm, but overwhelming all the same. He stiffened, then relaxed, and his hands flexed around his rifle before he dropped it into the sand to wrap his arm around Sawyer's <laughs> back. When he let go, Sawyer was looking at him through half-lidded but sparkling blue eyes. So, we can continue this later? Oh, that's not a question. So, we can continue this later, he said simply, and then he walked away. And yeah. that's the conclusion of that. <laughs> that's uh, worry for what? Worry for what? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, orphan underscore account. All right. Okay. This, well, this is interesting. Yeah. So it's a little more contained, and Homeboy kind of threw in a lot more references to the show. Yeah. It's kind of fun. You know exactly what, what, ep what episode this was about? <laughs> we do. I think we just covered it recently. Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually kind of fun. How are you receiving this fanfic? I like it. It was... Uh... Very uh, suspenseful. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know where it was going. Yeah. You kind of knew where it was going, but yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know what's fun about this one is nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like <laughs> this is like a sliding door scenario. <laughs> this is the one where nothing happens. Like, I think the last one was we well, actually you know we saw the aftermath. The last one yeah. we were having babies already, <laughs> trying to skirt that that man having baby or women having babies law on the island. But this one is kind of interesting because. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put a, they put a, they put Saeed and, and Sawyer together, which I could imagine there being a draw because those were were two of the uh, the more um, I don't know what you would say mysterious men on the show or mysterious characters not mysterious but like uh, what is the word for that dude like guys yeah they're like the tough guys kind yeah. of yeah. Saeed's always killing people 
Right. And like Sawyer has actually killed someone before even coming to the island. Yeah. So he's and he's also got that rugged <laughs> look that yeah. that people are like, let's put these two together. He's got that attitude. Yeah, yeah. Wait, okay, so all right, our first two pieces <laughs> of fan fiction has been us delving into I guess we want to say the uh, psychosexual thoughts of, of writers. And I guess that's just I, I don't, this, I, this is going to sound a little cynical, but I don't want it to. The, the idea is just this show and most shows, which is, you know, one that's, that's, that's just peppered and flowered with all these beautiful people <laughs> from all different types of walks of life that, that come together as actors. Just so it seems like people are watching this, but it's just mostly like, yeah, I'd fuck him. Yeah, I'd fuck yeah. him too. I'd fuck that guy. I want to see those guys do it. Or at least <laughs> yeah. kiss. Yeah, it's not. Even, yeah, you're right. It's not even like a, a set of like the guys. You know, like I, I I'd ra- I'd want to do that guy, but there's some there's something about the homoeroticism of like of like these two top teens, you know, <laughs> or people are just all like, that's what I watched the show for. And it was all there. It was all there in the subtext. But I wonder. Yeah, and then thinking back to this specific episode, like we saw, we got to see Rose telling uh, Bernard to take care of himself and that she loves him. And the same thing with Sin, uh, Son and Jin. Yeah. And nobody said anything to Saeed. That's true. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. Wow. So this, so Orphan underscore uh, account, like he, 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 yeah, he made his own fiction about uh, Saeed getting a person. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. And this is another one. It follows the rules of the show. Yeah. Like this could have happened. He's been <laughs> left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if like all of these are actually act- were actually part of the episode because <laughs> they they could easily just been slotted right in there. Yeah, that's that's too much. <laughs> yeah. I, um. Well, in terms of anything else, I don't really have. It seemed like a pretty straightforward story. I I, yeah. I like I like the writing. I like the writing of the two stories that we had so far. They're yeah. they're they're decent pieces of short fiction. I mean, yeah. they're quick and they're you know whatever. But like, it's not like they're not incredibly gratuitous and they're not incredibly like. Uh, hypersexualized even though there's a lot of like subtle stuff in there but um it, it reads fine it reads fine as a piece of fiction yeah it's like they're exploring this world where these relationships are happening but it's not it's not gratuitous you know what i get the feeling like if lost really did happen mm-hmm. this this would definitely be these stories would definitely have had happened <laughs> you know like you have to like family it up for abc yeah. but like the real world people they're just as soon as you crash you just survived a crazy crash and yeah. it's like oh god i gotta like eat and fuck something yeah your adrenaline's real high yeah you just want to get it in with another handsome man yeah. <laughs> so you're stuck on a desert island with a super a male supermodel yeah yeah this <laughs> is yeah so like i think i think if they were like coming at it with that kind of tint it would have been more like yeah yeah so we all survived like that there would have been so much more camp orgies in real <laughs> life like if people are just surviving and they're just like all right there's no kids around uh-huh. like the only two kids that we have are kind of gone <laughs> there and so is that stewardess but we're all here and we're all of age yeah. so let's uh let's start talking everybody <laughs> let's get to know each other and also to don't worry about my hand on your back yeah yeah, just lean into it. <laughs> yes. So, listeners, let us know what you think about worry for what on our Twitter or yeah. Instagram. I don't care. Yeah. How yeah. you get in touch with us? Just let us know. Yeah. Let us know what you think of orphans underscore accounts work. Yeah, we like it. Yeah. I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up for sure. But yeah, it's it's, it's great. I 
Um, I know we're not we're not having any like specific rating system and uh, all kind of stuff we're, we're we're rating these stories on. It's just fun to read them. Yeah. I mean, these are it's a it's a different slant on the show that we've already become so familiar with. Now we're just getting like fan stuff, which is just <laughs> great because like this show has built up a crazy ass fan base over the years. You know, people are still writing about it even up to end of last year, yeah. two thousand seventeen, and yeah. well, now it dated us, but you know, oh yeah, that's fine. You should know what what date is. You guys know because you're listening. Yeah. The day it comes out. Yeah, you guys are listening to this. It's 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 on the episode. It'll say for today's date. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, this this uh this one worry for what was uh published in June of 2017. Wow. So yeah, people are still making this lost lost fan fiction. I you know what? I, if there's this that's out or like lost ended it like at what 07 or something like that, then <laughs> like you know there's got to be like some mash fanfic or something like somebody's <laughs> writing about mash or something like from a long yeah. time ago like uh like good times or something i wonder if there's any like fanfic for that maybe yeah, it has to be i'm it's gonna google it when we're done with this podcast yeah. well, they have the world's shortest mash slash on this website it's nine words oh. i'm gonna read it right now because why not please it's nine words so hawkeye gasped that's why they call you bj <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, slash fiction or a yeah, joke. That's it's like a bar joke. That's, that's, <laughs> that's all right. That's great. That's, that's fun. That was great, though. Yeah. Shout out to the person that wrote it. Uh, Amy This. <laughs> Good job, Amy This. Yeah. Nine, nine words. You can't go wrong. I mean, you, got, you got straight to the point. And yeah. It made me laugh. It it's like great. that the Hemingway's shortest uh, novel I've ever written or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, so our, our next uh, fan fiction, it's entitled Shots by St. Diane of Cooper, published in March of last year. These are all so recent. Yeah. I'm so surprised. The summary is, what better way to say goodbye than with a nice party? So in this one, we've got Juliet, Sawyer, Miles, and Faraday. All right, so for this one, if you could be Juliet, okay. I will be Sawyer. And if you can be Miles, I'll be Faraday. Okay. Those are our two? Yes. Gotcha. All right. So this is Shots by St. Diane of Cooper. Sawyer thought that there was no better way to say goodbye to Dr. Daniel than with a nice party. But what he hadn't anticipated was what the night would turn into. The party was in full swing. Everyone from Dharmaville was there and roaring. Records were spinning and some people were dancing along. Sawyer sat in his favorite chair, content to watch it all transpire. That is until Juliet had one of her brilliant ideas. Juliet giggled and stumbled towards Daniel, who was in the corner nursing a drink quietly. She threw an arm around him and leaned her weight against the rather tiny man. Daniel, have you ever done body shots? She asked rather loudly, giggling once more. The mousy scientist shook his head quickly, laughing a bit awkwardly. I, I, I don't even know what that is, Juliet. The decently intoxicated woman gasped and slapped him on the arm. <laughs> You're kidding me. At this point, Juliet had drawn the attention of both Miles and the host of the party, her boyfriend. The two made their way over to Juliet and Dan, now curious as to why she was shouting. Uh, Ju Juliet, why are you terrorizing poor Doctor Who over there? Sawyer said with a grin, gesturing towards a blushing Daniel. Juliet grinned and shook her head rather quickly. Daniel has never done body has never done a body shot. And he went to college. <laughs> she continued to look at him in disbelief as the small man moved uncomfortably. Well, Juliet, I, I wasn't the super social party type, clearly. Daniel let out a tiny huff as Juliet shook her head and looked at Miles. 
Miles, you've done a body shot before, right? Miles laughed and shrugged, taking a long sip of, from his beer. I would be lying if I said I hadn't. Juliet stared at him for a minute and glanced at Daniel, who seemed to be watching Miles quite intently. Even drunk, Juliet knew what it looked like when somebody had a crush, and she had another perfect idea. She moved quickly, spilling her drink and scaring the boys standing around her. She rushed over to the kitchen, shouting behind her, I'll be right back. Don't leave. The three boys watched her leave and then all turned to each other. Daniel looked back at the spot where Juliet was just a moment ago. Why do I feel like I'm in for a long night? Sawyer laughed and ruffled Daniel's hair, causing the scientist to push him away gently. Because I reckon you are. Miles chuckled at the pair and chugged the rest of his drink, putting the empty can down on the closest hard surface. Soon enough, Juliet returned, looking more mischievous than ever, holding her hands behind her back and smiling widely. She walked sideways towards Miles, hiding what was behind her back as she leaned over to whisper in his ear. Miles grinned and nodded enthusiastically in response, causing Juliet to let out a loud squeal of excitement that startled the others. Miles moved away from her quickly and began clearing off the coffee table beside him. Juliet stood next to Sawyer, all the while still hiding things behind her back. He bent over so she could whisper in his ear. When she finished, he moved back and looked at her for a moment, laughing loudly. Well, it is the 70s. Juliet walked towards Daniel and smiled him at him, almost predatory. Well, Daniel, since body shots are a staple of fun drinking parties, I'd arrange for you to try it yourself. Uh, Miles here will demonstrate on James, and then you'll do your shot off of Miles. Sound good? Juliet passed Sawyer a handle of tequila, a salt shaker, and a baggie of cut-up limes. She looked at Daniel, who looked both nervous and intrigued all at once. He looked at the other two, and then back at Juliet, thinking for a moment. He ran his fingers through his hair and shrugged, giving in. Well, all right. Juliet, who had been anticipating more of a battle, jumped up and wrapped her arms around the small man, nearly lifting him off the ground. This is gonna be fun! Okay, so watch <laughs> James and Miles first, and then it'll be your turn. At this point, the other partygoers were watching the group out of curiosity, a small crowd forming around the four of them. Sawyer smiled, shaking his head as he pulled his shirt off and threw it haphazardly to the floor. He ran his hands over his chest before moving to lay flat on his back on top of the wooden coffee table. Miles moved so that he was standing beside the table, waiting for the other man to get comfortable. When Sawyer gave the okay, Miles took the salt shaker and poured a small line of it above Sawyer's belly button, and balanced the little shot glass of tequila on his chest, before holding up the lime wedge to Sawyer, who placed the rind side of it in his mouth to leave the flesh of the fruit exposed. Miles looked up at Juliet and Daniel, then grinned. Juliet nodded enthusiastically, giving him the go-ahead, and she nudged Daniel. Pay attention, she whispered, and he nodded quickly in response, his eyes already glued to the other men. Miles nodded at Sawyer and bent down, slowly licking the long line of salt from Sawyer's stomach upwards towards the tequila shot. He put his hands behind his back and wrapped his mouth around the glass, throwing the shot back before dropping the plastic cup on the floor and swallowing quickly. He then moved towards Sawyer's mouth, gently pulling the lime from the other man's teeth and sucking the juice from it before throwing the lime next to the cup. Miles grinned, turning towards the group watching, and bowed. There was a large amount of weirdly excited applause, and Sawyer sat up laughing, his face a little pink. Well, damn there, Ghostbuster, that was quite a ride. He smiled brightly and gave the other man a wink before getting off the table, brushing off any excess salt. Sawyer then turned and nodded at Daniel. Your turn, Professor. Daniel, who was now bright pink, nodded and looked at Miles, who was smiling and pulling, at the in pulling up the ends of his shirt. Juliet moved quickly to fill another little plastic shot glass and to get a new lime wedge. Miles took his shirt off and Daniel heard Juliet let out a little... Woo! <laughs> and instantly, Daniel knew why. 
Miles shirtless was far from what he would have expected. He was decorated in tattoos and piercings. Jutting up from his hip bones sat a matching set of lily-white tattoos. On each side, there seemed to be a set of little gems placed right where the center of the flower would be. On his chest was a beautiful design of intricate lines and simple black ink. And much to Daniel's surprise, he had a metal bar through each of his nipples. Daniel didn't realize he was staring until Juliet giggled, and he was made aware of how intently he had been studying the other man. Daniel apologized quickly, blushed while Miles let out a little laugh. Totally fine. It catches most people by surprise. Daniel nodded quickly and walked over to the table. Sawyer and Juliet stood back in amusement, waiting for Daniel to do this shot. Miles laid down on the table and placed the lime in his mouth, giving Daniel a nod. The scientist took a deep breath and leaned forward, tracing his tongue along the line of salt, loving the way the taste mixed in with Miles' skin. He moved slowly towards the shot that was balanced on top of the linear tattoo, putting his hand behind his back cautiously, before gently taking the shot into his mouth, surprised by how easy it was. He threw the shot back and gently put the plastic cup on the ground next to the other empty one. He took a deep breath, feeling the tequila burn on the way down, and looked between Miles and the line before he closed his eyes, bending down to pluck the fruit from the other man's teeth. Daniel moved to pull it away and felt his lips slide against Miles for just a second, and he paused, shaking himself out of the moment before sucking the lime quickly. He stood back and took the lime out of his mouth, smiling at Juliet. So, uh, did I do that right? Juliet stared at him, her mouth opened slightly and glanced at Miles, who was breathing rather heavily. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, D- Daniel, you, you, you did. Yeah, um, you know what? I think you deserve another round. The end. <laughs> oh, and originally posted on Tumblr. Originally posted on Tumblr. Okay. And this is uh, written by St. Diana Cooper. All right. I'm noticing a theme popping up in these stories. Yeah. Okay. So we have... on all of them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sawyer is the fanfic favorite. Yeah. Uh, It's so funny. Like, here's the thing. This is, is, again, more of our fanfic stuff. But, like, it seems like people are very interested in just one (laughs) specific thing. Like, nobody's, nobody's writing any kind of alternate, you know, storyline for any of this, which is <laughs> well, fine. I think those exist. I just didn't choose those. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so this is... <laughs> All right, that's, that's more than fine. Because, like, imagine how boring this would be if we were just reading about, like, an alternate way for them to shut off gas or use, like, gas on the island. Yeah. I want to hear about body shots. It's like, yeah, is... there's a whole series that is how those series would have been if, uh, instead of a submarine, it was a... Uh, uh, hot air balloon. What? No, I don't know if that's true or not, but there's uh, that kind of stuff where it's like, okay, okay. that's uh, cool, but yeah. that but doesn't that's... get to the, the body shots of it all. <laughs> this is hilarious. So, it's you know, reading, ha- hearing you read this particular story, it almost sounds like it's a dream that somebody had, and they're just like, oh, I'm just like, introduce, like if I just sub out some of those names for like Sawyer, Miles, Daniel, and Julia, and I think we got, I think we got something. I, mean, I don't know. It sounds like a dream. It sounds like somebody dreamed this <laughs> and then just put it to paper. It seems like it seems like one of those weird dream ones. Am I wrong here? No. Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, a dream I've had. <laughs> it's a dream come true. <laughs> oh, for, for the <laughs> author, apparently. Yeah. It is, yeah. Uh, well, I, this is kind of interesting. I think this is a fun piece of fiction. It, 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 I, I think all of them were fun. This one is fun. There's like, there's, they're doing shots in the 70s. Yeah. Well, well, how can you go wrong there? But it, That is my only critique of this uh saint diane of cooper is that the uh the plastic shot glasses they're using that's uh it's a bit anachronistic for the 70s that is kind of anachronistic yeah, yeah I, I see that like yeah it's it's got to be glass <laughs> <laughs> big no. heavy lead line glass yeah yeah well 
Uh, like, you, you know what? Um, Did they even do body shots in the 70s? I feel like that was like a 90s spring break thing. That feels like a Jersey Shore thing. Yeah. Like, it came around around that time period, which is early aughts, maybe? maybe. Late 90s? Uh, yeah. But then <laughs> this person's all like, we're going to get that started in the 70s. Yeah. Like, which means by like Jersey Shore times, they're doing something totally different. <laughs> We're not doing body shots. We're doing like, you know, skydiving right. shots or something, you know, way more intense. This might be like how Hurley was riding the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is them doing a thing in the, from the future. Yeah. I mean, okay, we can, we can say we want. Maybe this story will help us verge off on something else, too. Have you ever done body shots? No. No, I have not. I haven't yeah. either. And, I, you know, what's weird is I don't. I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm okay with missing out on that yeah. experience. I I got a hairy ass chest. I'll mm. admit that to you, listeners, and to you, Dave. <laughs> you mean you know, like we've we've all been to the beach on this island. Like, god damn, I'm a hairy dude. Like, if you have to lick salt off of this, there's gonna be a lot more getting caught yeah, up in least. that mouth. Besides, <laughs> it's gonna be like just man fur. You're gonna catch your bear like bear hair is gonna catch. Well, some 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 people might like that, but yeah, yeah, I don't know, but you know. Yeah, I, I, I've never been a body shots oh. kind of guy. But yeah, I haven't done the body shots. I've done the thing from uh, from Dust Till Dawn where a stripper pours champagne down her leg. Oh, I haven't seen that. suck it off her toes. Oh, is that for real? Is that a thing? Um, yeah. And you've done that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know I know we're fucking around, but yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely interested in that. <laughs> like, if, if anybody has. Yeah. Okay, what's if you the, have, please let us know. What's the craziest night of drinking that you've had? If you had to, like, just... Busted down to like one or two things. Um, I could I could say I could think of one. I've seen you drunk maybe once. Yeah, I don't get like drunk very often. When I get drunk, it's like I'll just go pass out. I'll throw up somewhere and then just pass out. Holy crap! Like I haven't really had those drunken nights where I black out and do something crazy. Yeah, well, I've told you already off, Mike. Like yeah. in the past, I don't think I've ever been blackout drunk. Like I've gotten I've gotten like toasted, but never like where I, I've, I've been blackout. But but then yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I come from it. different background and i'm not it's not like a good thing i just i never had that experience but um but then yeah i mean ah like i don't you know what too is i think it's like a fun time college thing you know i don't know i might be wrong on that maybe people still enjoy doing body shots later (laughs) in life but you think you think someone ever comes home from a long day at work something kind of crappy and like man i need a drink (laughs) yeah and then like the other person that's with them like yeah i got just the thing for you (laughs) Here's a shy, nerdy physicist. Yeah. He's going to lick some salt off of you while you hold this lime in your mouth. And we're going to do body shots like that, and then yeah. we'll switch off. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I like how in the story, Miles' body is all tattooed and pierced up. So we know that's how he was as a, like a younger man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, St. Diane of Cooper was... was was really keeping it true to that, to that, which is yeah. fun. But yeah, these are, I can sense it. Like I can feel it in the writing. These are real fans. <laughs> like they're writing about, they're, they're bringing their, their, their fiction with the, with these stories that they're writing, but I could, I could sense it. So like, you know, it's kind of nice that these people are, they seem well versed in the show and the show's world. Yeah. And they're just kind of building around that, which is kind of fun. Like they're not, there's no like super betrayals. Like you don't see like Hurley flying off into the stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is, I'm 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 cool with that. Yeah. I, yeah, and these are like just these really short snippets that we find in these in these short short pieces of fiction, which is yeah, that's fun. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any I don't have any real criticism for it. It is kind of interesting though. I, I I've never done body shots. Uh, I'll 
Like we already established yeah. that, but like um, so next week we'll do body shots when Chad's back. <laughs> when Chad's back, <laughs> we'll just do body shots. He's gonna he's gonna walk into the studio and you and I are gonna just be laying across the table. Yeah, shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so, yeah, listeners, if you've uh, done body shots or you like the story shots, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that like, when was this written? Do we know? It was published. In- Last March. Last March, you said. Okay. But because it was originally posted to Tumblr, I think it was published on the site in March, and I don't even know if this is, if St. Diane of Cooper had put it into this website or not. I see. I'm not sure. We'll have to do some more research. Okay. Well, no big. I was just kind of wondering. But um, I guess we can, I guess that slides us into our next story. Yeah. Which is entitled Lunch Date. So Lunch Date, this is written by user... Um, Sammy's Dove underscore, wait, wait, no. Yeah. Sammy's Dove <laughs> underscore Crowley's Kitten. Oh, this is a really short one, right? Uh, 1900 words. It's about the same as the last one, I think. Oh, okay. Let me scroll That's no, a little longer. Oh, yeah. This is a, uh, explicit rated one, so you oh. have to click proceed. Because oh, this that... work could have adult content. If you proceed, <laughs> you have agreed <laughs> that you're willing to see such content. Oh, snap. Okay, so now we're, we're really getting into it. <laughs> All right, so, uh, okay, here we go. All right, so the story is entitled Lunch Date by Sammy's Dove underscore Crowley's Kitten. Are we going over the summary? Eh, If you want to, go for it. So, while you, Sawyer, and Hurley are enjoying a friendly game of horseshoes, the three of you see Ben freely strolling into the vacant house next to yours. Uh, You later learn that Locke has allowed him to have his own house, and Ben uses the opportunity to invite you over. Set in Season 4, Episode 6. Nope, this can be a standalone fic, or you can read Cupcake first. Either way works. Wow, so this guy has other short yeah. fiction pieces. We'll have to go find Cupcake. It's cool. <laughs> okay, so our characters for this story, we have Ben Linus. I'll, I'll be Ben. Okay. Sawyer. You can be Sawyer. Yep. And then uh, Hugo. I'll be Hugo. You can be John. And then I'll be Juliet. So that takes care of our character listings. All right. Okay, so we'll shoot right into it. So uh, this short piece of fiction is entitled Lunch Date. By Sammy's day, Sammy's Dove underscore Crowley's kid. <laughs> oh, there's a. This is a weird one because it's uh, written in second person. Huh. Okay. And there's a. It's about yourself, the reader. Oh. Okay. So well, it's, it's... I will play the reader. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. Uh, oh. You cheer, drawing out the. Oh. After your horseshoe landed perfectly around the post, you dance a small happy dance, making Sawyer and Hurley laugh. Well, all right, sweet cheeks, you won. How the hell are you two so damn good at horseshoes? My mom would make would make my brothers and I go play horseshoes out in the yard. It was the only way we uh, wouldn't constantly fight to try and kill each other. You laughed. Oh, that was supposed to be me. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's <laughs> confusing. Yeah, this is this is written differently. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'll pick it up from um. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I. I don't know how I got good. Guess I'm just. Hurley looked to his right and his eyes locked on something. Lucky. <laughs> Sawyer ran his fingers through his hair and the two, uh, the two of you looked, oh, this is written strangely. Okay, yeah. Sawyer ran his fingers through his hair and the two of you looked in the direction of Hurley's focus, your mouths dropping when you saw who was walking freely through the courtyard. Uh, ben was brisk- briskly walking in your direction, clutching a pile of freshly cleaned and folded linen, his eyes darting around. When he neared you, Sawyer was, of course, the first to pipe up. What the hell are you doing out? Ben continued walking, a small smile on his face. 
He looked past Sawyer and Hurley directly into your eyes and spoke in a cheerful tone. See you guys at dinner. A smile tugged at the corner of your mouth and you glanced up to see the two men looking back at Ben with dumbfounded expressions. You quickly feigned their sentiments and just in, and just in time they looked at each other trying to piece everything together. You took a step back, patting Hurley on the arm and flashing a smile to Sawyer. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go. I got some laundry to finish. Uh, good game, guys. Uh, yeah, you too, shortcake. Sawyer nodded his goodbye to you and Hurley. Well, so the you is just like, there's just a person that inserted themselves. I, I hate yeah. to break out of the story real quick, but yeah, so it's just... This, just... is, this is written for the reader to wow. okay, so... <laughs> be part of the lost world. All right. So the author is like, I'm going to get in some of this. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you trotted over to the house you had claimed for yourself and pulled the laundry from the washer, throwing it into a basket and heading out back, uh, heading out the back door to hang it on the clothesline. You pulled the clips from the line and began hanging clothes. Everything was quiet and moving along slowly until you were down to your last two items. Behind you, you could hear something rustle and you whipped around, startling Ben, who was stopped dead in his tracks behind you. You laughed shyly. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I'm I'm still used to every every noise being something that wants to kill me. It's okay. I understand that. He motioned down to the laundry basket. May I? Oh, sure. Thank you. He reached down into the basket and pulled out the new sweater you had found, taking two clips from you and hanging it on the line. I'm glad to see Locke let you go. Are, are you permanently free? I'm not free, exactly. But he's agreed to let me have my own house. He shrugged. <laughs> Y or N, question mark. Not to seem forward, but I was wondering if you wouldn't mind joining me for lunch. Consider it another thank you for the cupcake, if you like. Ah, Ben. You smiled. You don't have to do that. That cupcake was a gift. I know it was, but my offer still stands. I would appreciate it very much if you would have lunch with me. But I understand if you don't. You looked into his eyes and considered for a second. I would be honored to have lunch with you. He accompanied your smile with a much brighter smile of his own. Excellent! I think it's uh, a little after 2 p.m., so shall we say three? Three sounds perfect, and thank you for helping me hang my clothes. You picked up the basket, perching it on your hip, and bid him goodbye, watching with slight amusement as he made his way into the house beside yours. Sawyer and Hurley watched the scene play out from their porch, and Sawyer shook his head. What the hell do you think he said there? Don't know, dude. But they both seem pretty happy about it. Well, I don't like it. I'm going to go talk some sense into her. Nah, come on, man. Just, she's fine. Uh, this person, she's <laughs> she's smart. She can handle Ben, even if he is being all weird and nice to her. What if he tries something with her? Like what? Like making little Ben Juniors. Uh, Hurley nodded as he processed Sawyer's words and cringe. That's gross, dude. Back in your house... You decide to hop in the shower, thoroughly washing your hair and everything else. <laughs> After being in, a, in makeshift shelters with the occasional shower down and the Dharma hatch, having your own shower felt beyond amazing. The hot water ran over your face and chest pleasantly warming you and erasing the, the crime from your skin. Stepping out, you wrapped yourself in a large fluffy towel and padded into your bedroom down the hall. You glance at the clock, 2.27 and dug through the closet searching for something cute. You weren't much of a dress girl. You settled for the leggings and tank top partnering, partnering it with a vest. Wow, this is, okay. 
Looking over your choices in the mirror, you began having second thoughts. Uh, what, what if Ben dresses up nice? Well, it is just lunch. Why would anybody dress nicely for me? Um, you chuckled at your own thought. Maybe I should just wear the damn dress. I, I could at least see how it looks. You quickly tore off your, uh, your current outfit, switching it for the dress, and adding a small gold collar, a necklace, uh, to accent it. You had to admit, it didn't look half bad on you, and it would work whether Ben was in a brand new suit or in worn jeans. The clock now read 2.50 p.m., and you darted into the bathroom, brushing your hair and putting on a little dab of lipstick after you wiped the tip of it, of course, <laughs> for being on an island in the middle of nowhere, you cleaned up pretty good. Giving one last check to your hair and makeup, you had about four minutes until three o'clock. You made your way out the back door of your house and over to the front of Ben's, looking to see who was watching. To your surprise, no one was out of their porches. No one was out on their porches, not even Sawyer and Hurley. You knocked timidly on Ben's door, and about ten seconds passed before he opened up the door. He wore a simple white dress shirt with gray slacks and smiled when he saw you, giving you, well, giving your outfit a once-over. You look lovely, person, <laughs> if you don't mind me saying. Well, thank you. You look very nice as well. Please, uh, come in. I made baked chicken with roasted potatoes and biscuits. Wow, sounds like you've been busy for the last hour. <laughs> thank you. Uh, wait, Ben took two plates from the cabinet and flashed a smile. Of course, person. Thank you for joining me. I, uh, can I get you something to drink? Wine, water, lemonade? I wouldn't mind a small glass of Chardonnay if you have some. It goes well with the chicken. You shrugged, blushing, when he looked at you. Don't be shy. I'm somewhat impressed that you know that pairing wines properly isn't something most can do. He brought you a glass and poured some wine. Perhaps you should join me more often. Well, I wouldn't turn down an invite. Ever since I was little, I've had a passion for good food. You applied to uh, culinary school once, didn't you? How did you... Oh, uh, the files on all of us. Sometimes I forget you seem to know more about us than we do. He stalled, watching you look down and uh, at the tablecloth and silently scolded himself. Uh, I'm sorry, I, uh, I shouldn't have. Oh, no, no, you're fine. You reassured him. Don't uh, worry. You know, that just means... You also know I was unfortunately rejected. Well, uh, after tasting that frosting you made and the cupcake, in my opinion, they made a terrible decision. Their school would have been lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm being rude. Is there anything I can help you with? Maybe I could set the table or something. A shocked expression found its way to Ben's face, and he chuckled. Person, <laughs> you're my guest. You don't have to do a thing. His expression morphed into a smile, and he turned to... Enter the kitchen. I suppose that's not entirely true. All you have to do is enjoy the food. He plated the food, setting it in front of you, and uh, you hummed in pleasure. Mmm, that smells amazing, Ben. Also, real quick time out. I figured out Y slash N. I think that means your name. Oh, shit. Okay. And I just kept on saying person. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes slash no? Is it? <laughs> that's confusing. Yeah. Okay. Your name. Yeah, okay. So let's just say listener. All right. Let's say listener. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, listener, I'm playing you. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> so I'm glad you think so. Um, he handed you silverware, and you politely cut into the perfectly cooked chicken, trying to hide your excitement. He watched you closely as you ventured your first bite. God, I miss actual cooking. This is so much better than torching something over a fire. The potatoes are amazing, and the chicken is moist and tender, and... You pause, covering your mouth and giggling. I'm sorry, I should probably... I'm probably getting a little too excited. He watched you, 
the gears of his mind turning as he looked over you or over your soft features. A smile tugged at the corner of his lips and he realized he was quickly forgetting Juliet. Ben was falling for your kindness, for your gentle touch, for your soft voice, for you. Don't apologize. I, I like it when people have a passion for something. Do you have a passion? No, I don't think I ever really have. I enjoy reading and music and cooking, but there isn't anything I've ever been passionate about. Oh, can I ask you something? Uh, of course. He lifted his glass to take a sip, setting it back down and looking into your eyes. How long have you been on the island? He cleared his throat, <clears> throat> uh, looking at his plate for a moment and stalling. I came over with the Dharma Initiative. My mother died while giving birth to me, and my alcoholic father brought us here when I was eight. He was offered a job as a Dharma janitor and by a man named Horace. I've been on the island ever since. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have asked. No, don't be, don't be sorry. I, I'm sure I would have told you eventually. You stayed silent, unsure of what to say next, and chuckled. Listener, you don't have to feel bad. You didn't know. Besides, this dinner is about the future, not the past. The future? He took off his glasses and downed the last sip of his wine. I know your friends are trying to get off the island, but you belong here. With the others, as you call them. With me. You're the only person I've ever felt a genuine connection to, and you're the only person who was kind to me because they wanted to be, not because they felt forced by my position of power. Then I didn't plan on leaving. You giggled. That's why I'm here instead of at the beach. I wanted to stay on the island. He reared back in surprise and smiled. You want to stay? Of course. In the past however many days we've been here, I fell in love with the island. The polar bears and the black smoke are a little less lovable, but everything else is gorgeous. I'm happy to hear that. Since you plan to stay, would you like to stay with me? He braced himself for rejection, but you didn't speak. He watched... You think for a moment until your face lit up and the softest smile graced your lips. I would love to stay with you, Ben. You reached across the table, gently taking his hand into yours. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is not NSFW. I yeah. thought it was going to be a little bit unsafe. Oh, it's, we really should read these before. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, that's part of the magic. It's our gift to you, yeah. listener. Like you're getting these the same way we're getting these bra. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is actually kind of fun. So this is actually, um, from all indications, this is this is a a, a female's perspective. Yeah, it, you can kind of see that in um, halfway through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch it in the beginning. <laughs> I really didn't. But um, but it is. It is, <laughs> I like this, and it's different from the previous ones that we read in the sense that like this is this is more set on like on the. Um, this is somebody tied up in the feelings and the giddiness of, of liking someone. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of fun. You have to, like, choose what you wear and how you style your hair and all this kind of stuff. I, I don't know. I thought the story was kind of cute. And it wasn't, it was, it seemed pretty safe for work. Yeah. I, I spent the whole time going, when are we going to get to the fucking? <laughs> I did not. Yeah. No, I was okay. Like, I was expecting some crazy shit to yeah. pop off in this one because we didn't have, we didn't have, like, a sp- we didn't have, like, an adult warning on any of the other stories, yeah. but we got, like, body shots and shit. <laughs> like, this is not that. Yeah. It's actually just a sweet story. This one ends with some hand-holding. Yeah. It's yeah. the climax. That is the climax. Uh, yeah. This, I don't know. I, this is actually kind of fun. But um, I, don't know, I don't really have any butts. This person, um, the writer, and I, I and whatever, but the writer seems like it, it's, it's, a, it's a person that... Um, 
that is into to intellectuals because that's uh, i mean we know that that ben is kind of a creeper on the show but yeah. he does have an intellectual side yeah. about his book reading and all this other stuff right his glasses <laughs> that's the major tip <laughs> off i mean yeah i mean so uh, this is fun there's definitely a different style of storytelling that we haven't seen before on, there's a different tone region. yeah yeah it's the whole second person thing of like uh, this was, is meant for the reader to really put themselves into the story. Yeah, this is like a choose-your-own-adventure, but <laughs> your adventure is to have lunch with Ben Linus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's adorable. So this is actually a lunch date story. <laughs> yeah. And it's innocent and kind of sweet. I I um I kind of like it. I kind of I kind of dig it. Aside, aside from the the fact that this person is is having lunch with what we might consider like a sociopath or yeah. something like Ben I don't know. Yeah, Ben. Ben has always been kind of a troubled person, but um, apparently that's that's what uh, yeah. that's what this author's into. And she uh, she wore the right outfit that would go with him wearing a, a brand new suit or an old pair of jeans. It was a dress yeah. with a uh, some kind of necklace, right? Mm, yeah. It was very it was very old well necklace. defined yeah. in the story. So it, it seemed very like <laughs> it was really geared towards uh, I don't know, like a feminine bent. I would yeah. say, like, in the sense that, like, it's just, I did, I did, I, I kind of got caught up in it. And I was like, yeah, what is she going to wear? <laughs> what is she going to wear out with her yeah. lunch date? I'm interested in what that process is like. Yeah. So, this is kind of interesting. So, I would say confidently that we have, um, or what seems like we have a female fan fiction writer, or someone that's writing, or she gets to slide herself into the spot of, uh, of being into Ben. And uh-huh. she's, she also an- introduces some of the other characters that we know, some of the more popular ones, which is Hurley and, and Sawyer. Yeah, but she, she doesn't can't go have for fan either. fiction without Sawyer being in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't go for either of them. Yeah. She goes straight for Ben. Got old Benjamin Linus. <laughs> what is what is that about? I don't know. I think there's a, a subset of people that find Ben attractive because of his, like you said, his smarts and his cunning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. imagine that. That must be it's a power. Yeah, yeah. You know what? For a good long time on the show, he was like the head. You know, the head dog in charge yeah. for a bit. So, I can imagine that would be like a, a nice little wheel turner for some. Yeah. And in the story, we find out that the uh, the reader she gets Ben to forget all about Juliet. Like he was so in love with Juliet. Now yeah. he's, he's smitten with uh, with you, listener. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> with you, listener, and you look just like her. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Well, you know, no, that's in the that's yeah, in the show, but, it up, but we're not sure. Yeah, we don't even know what that means. I don't think the show knows what that means. But all right. Oh man, got one more to read, and it's the longest one we've got. Oh sweet. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into it. Um, but yeah, listeners, let us know what you think about this lunch date by Sammy's Dove underscore Crowley's Kitten. I'm, I'm putting my stamp. I'm putting my stamp on this one. Yeah. This is a this is a sweet story. Like. Um, it, it wasn't heavy-handed with with the uh, yeah the other ones weren't heavy-handed. It was it was more subtle and it was more like based on just the feeling of when you yeah. like somebody versus like let's go do shots off that dude's body <laughs> bum, 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 or whatever. And you know whatever vinyl is nah. blasting in the seventies. But yes, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a fun one. Yeah, it's a good one. So this next one's entitled Space by Cynthia underscore Arrow parentheses the Silver Arrow summary Post Island. Jack and Sawyer finally decide to stop sleeping in the car during their trek across the southwest. <laughs> the hotel, thank God, has a pool. So only Sawyer and Jack are in this one. If you want to take Sawyer, I'll take Jack. Sounds good. All right. Here we go. 
They'd driven two days straight across Arizona and then New Mexico and Texas before Sawyer finally let Jack whip out his shiny little credit card and get them a motel room. He wanted to bitch about it, about how he'd been, he'd be more comfortable. No, they'd be more comfortable at a Motel 6 or something. But even a cranky, grungy, and travel-weary Sawyer had to admit he liked the looks of the, the big, aqua-bright, clean pool in the courtyard of the place and the half-naked people sunning themselves beside it and the idea that Jack would soon be one of those half-naked people. They hadn't fucked since they left the Grand Canyon. (laughs) (laughs) Given that Jack hated having sex inside the car, and Sawyer hated having sex outside the car. On on the side of the road, in one rest area bathroom, they'd rush through hand jobs and blow jobs with all their clothes on, dicks hastily pulled out and prepared to be even more hastily tucked back in if they had to be. Sawyer hadn't realized how much he needed full-body contact, his skin sliding against Jack's skin, Jack's weight on top of him, until he went without it for a couple of days. It made him lonely, even though Jack was right there beside him, slapping his hand away from the radio, because he would not listen to any more Leonard Skinner on the radio. The pool wasn't particularly crowded with people when they got there, but there were enough lovely ladies and hard-bodied men to keep Sawyer more than enthralled, despite the scorching East Texas day. Sawyer was normally a looker, but especially so today because if he kept his eyes solely on Jack, he'd want to drag him off like a caveman back to their room and fuck. But they needed this first, to get clean and cool, wash the draining, dusty travel off themselves. So Sawyer took a short but rejuvenating dip in the pool, and then planted himself on a deck chair, laid out on his back, drying in the sun, wondering how many pairs of eyes were on him. Not Jack's, though. Jack had actually brought a book out to the pool. After diving into the deep end and paddling around for a few minutes, he'd climbed out and taken up a seat beside Sawyer. He raised the deck chair to a sitting position and went about reading his damn book like his boyfriend wasn't lying there all warm and glistening beside him. It was enough to give a man a complex. Sawyer was all for the reading of books. He'd like to think he'd passed on that particular love to Jack since they'd gotten off the island, but Jack had already been reading all morning, in the car, something that, damn it, Sawyer couldn't do without getting a headache, and he'd been reading The Da Vinci Code. Sawyer wondered how he hadn't managed to pass on any taste to the man. So while Sawyer was watched the eye candy at the pool getting in and out, toweling off, settling down on their deck chairs, Jack just sat there, half under an umbrella, with the sunglasses on, reading and ignoring the rest of the world in the way that only Jack could, when he finally chose to relax. Sawyer tried not to resent that. He just got up and dropped back into the pool at about the five-foot mark, determined to get cool again and enjoy himself as much as possible. When he was invited a few minutes later to join a game of something like volleyball over the dividing rope, He shrugged his shoulders and waited over. The captain, though probably well-nigh 15 years younger than him, was fucking adorable, and his girlfriend wasn't altogether bad-looking either. He looked up to see if Jack noticed, and he did. But he didn't seem the slightest bit curious or perturbed. He just smiled good-naturedly and buried his nose back in his book. So Sawyer did his best to very maturely ignore him. Once the 20-something said goodbye, after inviting him out for drinks later, He was left to himself again in his ogling of the only two remaining bikini-clad girls beside the pool. One one wandered over to him and sat down on the side of the pool, her long, thin legs dangling into the water. He didn't let himself touch them, but he sure as hell talked to her, smiled at her, dunked himself under the water to be all nice and wet for her. Really, though, there was no chemistry there, and even if there were, he only wanted to be in bed with one person that night. And it was that nerdy motherfucker in the black swimming trunks, sitting under an umbrella reading a motherfucking book at the pool, oblivious to the fact that his boyfriend was already getting friendly with a half-naked woman. It would have been infuriating if he didn't know 
that sort of clutch-in-his-stomach thinking too much about their relationship always gave him. That it wasn't that Jack didn't care, he simply trusted him. They must have stayed out there a couple of hours, long enough for the sun to start descending the sky. The sunbathers went in, and a couple of no-nonsense lap swimmers came out. But Sawyer couldn't make himself get to out of the pool, because that meant intruding on Jack's quiet. And truthfully, he was enjoying his own quiet time without Jack's elbow crowding at him or snoring in his ear. This was good space, he thought. Not too close, but not really separated either. A prelude, a prelude to later, when there would be no more space. Jack planted himself on the steps of the shallow end, half wishing that he had a book of his own. About the time a middle-aged woman came through the gate and sat a towel and a bottle of water on the table across from Jack. Sure, he and Jack were middle-aged, at least Jack was. He was still clinging to being pre-40, but then he didn't feel like they were. There was a difference between what was on your driver's license and how you felt and acted. This woman, he was quite sure after his years of practice study, acted and felt middle-aged. She probably wore neat little sweaters and pressed slacks and had a respectable, easy, boring life somewhere. Maybe she was a mother, someone who probably wore ill-fitting, out-of-date clothing because she didn't have the time or the money or the give-a-damn to stay current or do anything but be practical. He could respect that, and he could respect the idea that this might be her own small bit of solitude and relaxation, way to ignore the press of years for a little while. He appreciated the hell out of that, actually. What he could not appreciate was when she opened her mouth and started talking to Jack. And Jack talked back. She had looked like she meant to get in the pool, discarding the worn white pool towel to reveal a black one-piece swimsuit that suited her body. Made her look modest and secure. Her eyes had only glanced over Jack. She had a husband, maybe. Or else she was fucking blind. But then when she'd seen what she was reading, what he was reading, she made a comment Jack Sawyer couldn't hear, and Jack's head jerked up and smiled. Before long, Jack had taken off his sunglasses and extended his hand to shake hers, and she'd taken up a position on Sawyer's own deck chair. He knew they were talking about the book, laughing at each other's reactions and intently exclaiming over plot points. But he didn't care about that. He only cared that Jack was smiling in a way he hadn't seen him smile all day. Finally, Jack laid the book aside, and they seemed to transition into discussing their own lives, innocent chatting about where they were from and what they did. Or at least Jack told him that later. At the time, all he could think about was getting his pruny ass out of the pool and stomping back to their room to sulk. It didn't occur to him that he wanted to do that just because he wanted Jack's attention. He didn't want to go over there, but he had to get the key card. He just plucked it off the table, said a cursory hello to Jack's friend, and said he'd seen him, see him in a little while. He was in the shower washing the chlorine out of his hair a few minutes later when he felt all the steam go out of the bathroom. Jack's voice floated in. Can I join you? No point. I'm almost done. Sawyer snapped back and the door shut again. He knew he was being petty, but he couldn't help it. Now he's just being ridiculous, because more than anything, he wanted Jack to climb into the shower with him. Now he would have to own up to being silly. There would be a lot of talk and him apologizing for being a jealous asshole, and Jack giving him that girl up already. Jesus, I love you, you idiot face. He dried off slowly, deciding between the blowjob to end all blowjobs, or letting Jack fuck him hard in an uncomfortable hotel mattress as penance. But when he came out of the bathroom, Jack was sitting placidly on the queen-size bed, drinking from a can of Coke and watching baseball. Not the Red Sox, though, because he looked at him as soon as he came out and switched off the TV. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel better, Jack said cheerily. So I was thinking, we need to find a steakhouse for dinner. I don't know if I can eat any more Mexican. Sawyer's jaw dropped. Couldn't even articulate a response for a moment. So you're all happy, and now we're just gonna act like... Jack giggled. Ah, get up, get over it already, Sawyer. So I didn't get all hot under the collar when you were out there slapping asses with that kid over whatever the hell game you were playing. You're mine. End of story. 
he said with his cocky tone, light but serious. He got up and then began to rummage in a suitcase. Now I'm going to get a shower if you didn't use all the hot water. So you did notice. Yeah, Jack said, shrugging. They were hot. You were hot. Oh, I was? Jack grinned. We're going to have to fuck before we got out, aren't we? Sawyer almost relented. He almost smiled at that, but he didn't. Instead, he stepped up behind Jack, where he stood, still digging through his bag. I didn't think fucking me was a chore. That's not what I meant. Jack's body swayed back against his, his swimming trunks rubbing over the towel around Sawyer's waist. What makes you think? He said in his ear, his hands sliding around Jack's waist to close over his stomach. Then I wouldn't notice you talking to that woman. Jack's shoulders shifted. He was trying not to laugh, but he was anyway. And we were talking about the book, Sawyer. Not planning some secret midnight rendezvous. Better not have been. Sawyer growled in his ear. Jack took in a breath to laugh, but instead Sawyer felt his whole body go tight, and he was suddenly pressed right up against him, leaning back into his arms, rubbing his ass against Sawyer's growing erection. Jesus. You weren't even trying, were you? No. Jack's neck rolled forward as Sawyer's lips met the nape nape of his neck, and Jack let out a moan of breath and shuddered. We were just talking. I didn't even think. You weren't just talking. You were laughing. Jack's head almost turned. He almost said something in response, but Sawyer murmured, No, baby, I want you to laugh. Be happy. I just wish I could... It's just that we just needed a break. I know that, Sawyer said, against his neck. Finally, Jack turned into his arms, and Sawyer could see how hard he was. Jack pushed his shorts down his hips. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going, please. (laughs) We're too deep in now. We have to do this. Jack pushed his shorts down his hips until they fell off, and with a kiss to Sawyer's neck, he coaxed Sawyer's towel open. Where's the NSF for this thing? (laughs) Letting it fall. So that they could slide hot and hard together, bodies fitting and molding in that way Sawyer loved. Especially since it could still, after all these months, so quickly light such a blazing fire inside him. Do you, Jack said? Just two hours to decompress, Sawyer, and I could already feel it all coming back. I'm not tired anymore, and I'm not cranky, and you look damn good in those blue trunks. But you, you didn't when I came in. It's not my fault your stubborn ass wouldn't let me in the shower. Jack grinned at him and captured his mouth with his, making him groan and buck forward. It was a long, deep kiss, and Sawyer felt every bit of jealousy and stress melt away, dissipate as Jack held him tighter and tighter, kissing him now fiercely, hungrily, the way he always did when they wanted to make Sawyer hotter and more desperate. Sawyer's hand slid around his neck, thumb tweaking that sensitive spot on the shell of his ear, and suddenly Jack was kissing Sawyer like he was desperate too. After a couple of minutes of that, enough to make him squirmy a little and a little insane with wanting to get off, he murmured in Jack's ear, You gonna fuck me? (laughs) Jack gave him a skeptical look, given that most times he was more than happy to let Sawyer be on top, but he didn't hesitate. He just kissed him hard and pointed to the bed and went to go dig out the lube. Sawyer stroked himself as he watched Jack impatiently rummage through both of their bags before he found the KY. Sawyer pulled his knees up, let... Oh, shit. Oh, God. All right. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, listener. Thank you. Thank you very much yeah. for, for sticking with us. We're going to get through this. this. We're almost there. We're getting there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just 
This one sentence. <laughs> I see it. I'm reading it right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. <clears throat> so you pulled his knees up, that Jack crawled. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, dude. You got it. <laughs> that Jack crawled between his legs and leaned <laughs> over him. <clears throat> Already probing a slick finger. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh my god! Uh, All right, <clears throat> one, one word at a time. Hey, and just just for <laughs> our listeners' sake, this is this is not us making fun of 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 homosexual. No, love. no, yeah, no. We love we have we love our our, our people, um, all of our listeners. I mean, so matter what whatever your your thing is, it's just this is just so anachronistic to the characters that we've known. But yeah. please continue. It's hard to imagine. <laughs> also, we're at almost an hour and a half into it. Oh shit! We usually don't sit in the uh, the studio this long, so we're getting that crazy. <laughs> we got madness. our. <laughs> we're getting a nice sheen here. Oh, okay, here we go. So, uh, uh, let Jack crawl between his legs and lean over him, already probing a slick finger at his entrance. You were so close. <laughs> Sorry, uh, keep going, keep going. When he was in the mood for it, he really did love how Jack defied his initial impression of the man. He thought he would be slow, methodical about his lovemaking. And he could be, just like Sawyer could. But most times, especially when he was in charge like this, he was quick and efficient. Jack got more and more visibly turned on the faster and harder he could get them into the act. When Sawyer wasn't opening him up carefully and forcing him to slow down for sex, the real Jack came out with an intensity and power Sawyer needed from him. And needed from time to time. He wasn't at all careful when he fisted the lube over his cock, concentrating most of it at the head, and he slid in with a shove. But he was, but he always waited for Sawyer to tell him to move again. Sawyer felt so full, so hot, but he clawed at his back and said, "Fuck, Jack, do it!" Oh, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Jack, do it! And Jack pulled out and thrust it back in. Sawyer kept forcing his knees higher, his hips wider, his muscles to relax around Jack's cock as it filled him. He wanted him deeper his body falling closer to his own with every thrust. Eventually, Sawyer managed to pull Jack into a kiss, and Jack groaned into his mouth, fucking his tongue so much that it was sloppy as hell. But Sawyer didn't mind, not when Jack suddenly tore his lips away and panted, God, yes, fuck Sawyer, oh, and came inside him. Sawyer jerked himself hard as he watched and felt Jack come down from his orgasm, still thrusting into him. When Sawyer grunted and came all over the both of them, pumping himself under Jack's sex-hazy gaze, he just wanted to grind his body up and into Jack's, to be burying himself inside him, be fucking him too, just to get a little closer. But this was close enough. Jack collapsing on top of him and murmuring in his ear about gorgeous and hot and tight and needed and so good. Sawyer felt himself sigh, looking up at that nondescript hotel ceiling, and realizing he was as happy as he'd ever been in his life, probably. When Jack said, I love you, he said it back. And they settled into a nice position to maybe take a nap, but they both knew they'd want to get up and get clean again and probably get something to eat. Jack said, you didn't use all the hot water, did you? Nope. He kissed Jack on the temple. So are you uh, really already sick of Mexican food? Are you kidding me? No, there are such things uh, as uh, Tex-Mex steakhouses. Jack giggled and lay his arm across Sawyer's stomach. Sure, sounds good. But neither one of them moved a muscle to get up. And that's the end of uh, that's the end of the story. Yeah, folks. space had nothing space. to do with space, outer space. I thought it was going to be a. Me too. I thought it was going to be like a space <laughs> drama, but it was just the need for space in a relationship. Yeah. All right. So we got Jack and Sawyer in a committed <laughs> in a committed relationship yeah, in this oh. story. 
know, it, it, it was graphic, but you know what? I think a lot of it was in keeping with what we know of these characters <laughs> yeah. from television. Yeah, sorry, I kept cracking up. It was mostly at the kind of the visual of Sawyer, like, on his back, bringing his knees up. Exposes <laughs> 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 his asshole. It, was... it seems like, like how you wipe a baby's butt, kind of. Yeah, I, I, that it seems very informed. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems very informed. It, this is this is an interesting story. Like, um, again, I know these are short pieces of fiction, but this also feels like a dream. Like, not a you know, it's like it's like a dream somebody had and then wrote it. Like, yeah, or maybe maybe a maybe a real life experience that somebody had and then wrote it. And yeah, because that, that, I mean, if we take out the part where they were stuck on an island together, I mean, that could have just been any couple. Oh, yeah. Just, the, you know, being stuck in the car together, and then you're kind of a little sick of each other, and then you get jealous of the pool. Yeah, and then yeah. You, and you... It was... I thought each this... other's assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the end, you make up with some, some sweet, tender loving. Yeah. You know, reading this story, yeah, it it, it seemed like... Um, yeah, I don't know. This seemed very, like, a very interesting and very, like, a, a plausible story for anybody to kind of get into. I think we've all been on, like, well, most of us have been on long trips with other people, and, and towards the end of it, you're just like, oh, man, I just I need, I need, just want to go back to my house where I can be by myself or whatever. Yeah, I just need some space. Yeah. <laughs> the title of the story. Yeah, and uh, in this case, Jack got that with his book of... This might be like a tell as to when this is written, because he's <laughs> reading... Uh, the what? He's reading... The Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code, Dan Brown. Yeah. Former guest in the show. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's great. I don't know. I, I just thought it was great. I thought it was kind of interesting that um that they they gave they gave Sawyer and Jack some traits and qualities that we might very well might be able to associate with these characters. Yeah. You know, like with their psychology in terms of like where Jack was taking the uh, the high road most of the time, not getting jealous, not feeding into this the jealousy that you would get in in a couple's relationship type yeah. of situation whereas sawyer was not quite there and wanted jack to himself i don't know if that would happen yeah. i don't know if we've seen that happen on the show with them and their other romantic partners but i guess that that wasn't the point the point was that they're just writing it with with these characters in mind but i, I thought they did a great job yeah. well i think we've seen with sawyer that he's he's very gruff on the outside and acts like he doesn't care yeah but then once he's like in a relationship with someone he's very sensitive yeah. bring those those knees up yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna think of that for every episode that we have left, <laughs> all 64 of them, just every time Sawyer is on screen, like, bring those knees up, buddy. Those knees need to be yeah. up to your chest, son. But, so, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that, was, uh, that was Space by Cynthia underscore Arrow. All right. Originally posted to Live Journal. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, well, how many more stories, how many fan, more fan fictions did, did you see for Lost on, on this site? Um... I think total there was like 1700 something like that oh, okay okay that's a lot of stories yeah. but it's not like a terribly huge amount like seven thousand. yeah i mean it's no i'm gonna guess uh my little pony's way more oh <laughs> i wonder <laughs> yeah, holy I mean, crap we're, we're actually an hour 30 in yeah oh this is gonna be our spectacular yeah episode then Chad should be gone more often. <laughs> this is our marathon for yeah. our listeners. You guys got to Assassin's Creed has over 6,000. What? Avatar The Last Airbender is close to 7,000. Wow. Batman, 13,000. I see. You know what's interesting is I noticed, I mean, I'm pretty sure with, with the 1,700 that's that's posted, I'm sure there's a there's a whole host of different types. But Yeah. I found a lot that were in Chinese. Really? Yeah. I wonder what those were like. It's a Russian one with solid snake in it, too. What? Interesting. 
very interesting. Like a like a lost snake, uh, Metal Gear Solid crossover. I think so. It's in Russian. Holy shit! Holy shit balls! Could you read any of the Chinese? Uh, any of the Chinese ones? Did they they did any of those kind of pop out or make sense or anything? Um, let's see. Oh, here's one. Oh. 2085 seems like it's oh it's it's a crossover with lost and uh that show person of interest what uh, and it's in chinese yeah wow somebody is like a really big fan of uh (laughs) michael emerson michael emerson interesting in china yeah yeah so like if somebody if that person came here to america and they saw michael emerson and just they i wonder what that reaction yeah i'd pop one like i wrote fan fiction about you (laughs) Between you and uh, person of interest, yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> uh, that'll be kind of a fun crossover. Yeah, you probably I mean, was trying to do one of those like Cloverfield paradox. Like now it all makes sense, and it's can no take backsies. <laughs> it's all part of canon, all of it. Like uh, the Michael Emerson of person of interest is the same Michael Emerson for Lost. Yeah, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this has been our, our fan fiction episode. Yeah. So, listeners, thank you so much for listening. Um, tell us what you think. And uh, what kind of fiction do you want to hear about? We might be able to delve into something, uh, you know, for later Yeah, episodes. let us know what you'd like to hear next time. Yeah. I mean, I, thought. I, I, I like I like this episode. I like that we got so many of these different, like, these, these fan-based stories. Nah. And a lot of them revolve around, um, you know, some of our characters having, like, cutesy footsie time with each other. Nah. And then one super, like... Yeah, we, we needed space, and now we're going to fuck. Yeah, so let us know what characters you want to see hear, hear us uh, talking about. <laughs> yeah. Having romantic relationships. Um, I was glad that we found one with uh, with Miles in it. It's hard to find one with Locke or Hurley as the uh, romantic interest. So. How interesting. Yeah. I guess people, well, I, well he kind of essentially plays his role as a villain towards the end of the show. Yeah. But- but, but villains ben, get theirs. Yeah, those. like yeah. Ben got his yeah. in, in tonight's episode that we read from that earlier piece of short fiction. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, this was fun. Actually, yeah. I'm kind of happy that we did it. Like, it's different, and um, we got a chance. It feels like we got more into, like, the uh, into the the mind. Well, not, this is, like, a small snapshot. I know, like, yeah. five stories versus the 1700 isn't a drop in the bucket, but we got, like, a small little snapshot into, like, a part of the fandom for the yeah. show. So people that love the show are really into like the dudes of the show like and like a lot of the fiction was about the alpha dudes too right yeah. we got saeed sawyer jack yes ben. i guess sawyer's in every single one yeah yeah uh maybe that's not for alpha qu- reasons <laughs> yeah though you know it possibly could be yeah he's also a fun guy to write more for because yeah he's always yeah. making wisecracks yeah you want to have a little you want to have a little fun dude there. yeah like, you can't have one with like bernard and Jin, or you could <laughs> but i don't know Somebody, yeah. somebody, write a successful, not a successful, <laughs> write a fun Just write Bernard. one. Just write one. Just write whatever. Yeah with, yeah. with Bernard and Jen in it, and we will read it on the air. Bonus points if you throw in person of interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if either of them were on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so once again, thanks to uh, Crazy Kooky, Orphan underscore account, St. Diane of Cooper, Sammy's Dove underscore Crowley's Kitten. That, I had such a hard time reading that user's <laughs> name. So, so it's like two names stuck together. Yeah. And Cynthia underscore Arrow. Sweet. Yeah. So those are our authors, and those are the stories for this episode. Yeah, and thank you, thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. And though yeah. Chad is not here, if he were, 
If we were to ask him where to find them, I'm sure we could pull them up on negative1.net. Yeah. And that's a place where you can find all his various social media. Yeah, you know things. what? Um, anytime you find any great fan fiction, like any really great graphic fan fiction, go send ahead. Send it to Chad. Yeah, send it to Chad. Send it directly to Chad, yeah. like, multiple times. Yeah. Maybe, like... Just get your the, friends to do it, too. Yeah. Yeah, do it, like, maybe... A, you, don't have, you don't have to go overboard. Maybe, like, two, three times. Send Chad erotic fan fiction from Lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he'll get it to us, I'm sure. <laughs> you just feel like, I just got a really weird <laughs> flood in my inbox. It's all lost fan fiction. It's all homoerotic. Yeah, and Sawyer is in every single one. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, and uh, if we were looking to find you on the net, oh, Dave. Yeah. I'm at DKJ Comedy. Sweet. And then you can find me at ADOS003. Um, and you also can pull us up on our various social medias, you know, presences or for for this podcast at what bro pod on instagram twitter also have what's up with that bro on facebook our email what's up with that bro podcast at gmail.com yeah. and um i guess that takes care of all of those right? yeah so thank you guys for listening um and i'm gonna ask you you know if you really enjoyed this episode give us a review on itunes or wherever you're listening to it yeah and explicitly tell everyone that we love fan fiction we love erotic fan fiction yeah the more erotic the better yeah hey you know what I feel like this was a nice intro into erotic fan fiction. Yeah. I feel like we're ready to graduate to like the crazier <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like, for our next episode, I want to see somebody like hanging up on a sex swing or something <laughs> on the island. Yeah, we're not going to wait over an hour to get to the... Uh... <laughs> to the goods. <laughs> yeah, the goods. Get it all out in that first two paragraphs. Yeah, we're not, no more of this hand-holding shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I want it all. <laughs> I, I, all right, I'm putting this out there to you, universe. I want full-on lost orgy action Ooh. in your fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you could throw down, folks. Yeah. Or if you can find one, send it to us. Or if you find something that's interesting, send it to us. Yeah. Send us anything. Anything at all. Yeah. Please. Please. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you guys next week for a regular episode. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, ne- well, the next time that we get together, we're actually going to be considering episode... Well, we considered it. We said it in the last one. Yeah. So. yeah. Just listen to that last episode. And at the end of that, that's the one we're doing after this one. Yeah. Or The episode that comes before the last one we watched. Yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. understand what the show's about, right? You guys get it. You guys, you, guys are a, you, guys are a, you guys are a savvy bunch. Yeah. If not, tweet at me. I'll try to explain it to you more <laughs> concisely. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Oh, we're missing our last thing. Oh, no. We'll have to be together. One, two, three. Get Get lost. lost.